Well, we begin our coverage in the North Atlantic, where the search operation for the missing submersible, with five people on board, has entered a critical phase. The US Coast Guard says the vessel's oxygen supply may run out in hours. More underwater noises have been heard in the search, but it remains unclear what they are. The submersive was on its way to the site of the wreck of the Titanic, which lies some 12,500 feet under the surface. The international rescue operation is being coordinated in Boston. Ships and planes are scanning thousands of square miles of ocean for any signs of the sub. Our coverage begins from Newfoundland, where our North America correspondent, Nomia Iqbal, sent this report. Everything possible is being used to try and find the missing submersible. These are the first images of the complicated international hunt unfolding in the Atlantic Ocean, more than 400 miles from the coast. It's now entered its most critical day. The sub, which is the size of a minivan, needs to be found before oxygen runs out for the men on board. But there is some hope. More noises have been heard. When you're in the middle of a search and rescue case, you always have hope. That's, that's why we're doing what we do. Um, with respect to the noises specifically, we, we don't know what they are, uh, to be frank with you. Um, the good news is, what I can tell you is we're searching in the area where the noises were detected, and we'll continue to do so. At that depth, radio and radar signals won't work, so the rescue operation has been dropping sonobuoys in the water. They either use passive detection, that's listening for sounds produced by propellers and machinery, which could also include the crew making noise, or what's called active detection by bouncing a sonar ping off the surface of the vessel and listening for a returning echo. Trapped inside are British citizens Hamish Harding, Shahzada Dawood and his teenage son Suleiman. Shahzada is someone who's um, got an uncommon zest for life. Uh, he has a real sense of adventure. Uh, he has a real sense of uh, uh, exploration. In fact, he has a passion for exploration. Also on board is a French veteran diver, Paul-Henri Narjoulet and Stockton Rush, the head of the firm behind the expedition to the bottom of the sea. More vessels and more equipment is arriving here to be sent all the way out to sea to assist with the international operation. Officials here still consider this a search and rescue mission, but there's less than half a day's worth of oxygen left inside that vessel. And so there are fears this could turn from rescue to recovery. The head of the company that owns the Polar Prince, which launched the submissible over the weekend, has spoken for the first time since it went missing. We are very aware of the time sensitivity around this mission. Our crews and onshore team are experts in their fields and will continue to support this effort in every way we can. We remain focused on contributing to the search for the Titan crew and continue to hold out hope that they will be located and brought home safely. But overall, the reality of what could happen isn't lost on people here. As one expert put it, it's like trying to find a missing spaceship on the far side of the moon. Even if the sub is found in time, rescuers then have to somehow get the men out to safety. Nomi Rikbal, BBC News, St John's in Newfoundland. Well, our science correspondent, Jonathan Amos, has been tracking every development and he now joins us from the newsroom. Well, there is an enormous international effort now going on in the North Atlantic. New ships arriving all the time. I've got some ship tracking software and I counted seven 
uh, are in position uh, in the early hours of uh, UK time, BST or GMT. Uh, and there's one ship that I was quite interested to, uh, to look at, uh, which is a French research vessel called the, uh, uh, the Atalante. And that has a very capable remotely operated vehicle. So our Titan here with uh, five individuals inside, it's a crewed vessel. But one of the searches that they want to do is with these remotely operated vehicles. Because if you're searching for an object like this, which is about six or seven meters long, if you just use sonar to, to look for an object uh, on the sea floor from the sea surface, you're really not going to see something as small as this. Um, ships carry what are called echo sounders on their hulls, and they can resolve the shape of the seafloor and look for objects. But they'll have a resolution at four kilometers deep of about 20 meters. Um, that's probably the best. So you need to put ROVs in the vehicle with active sonar to then try and get a better view of what's sitting on the seafloor. So the French have this, which is called Victor 6000. Uh, it is now on site in the last few hours. Its mothership, the Atalante, has, has joined the, uh, the six or seven uh, uh, surface vessels that are clustered over the Titanic. And we've had news also of a British submarine. Uh, this one is called Juliet. Uh, this actually is still in the Channel Islands. Um, and is waiting for a plane to take it out to Newfoundland. It's on the runway and it should go very soon. Unfortunately, you know, it's going to be about 50, 60, 70 hours before this vessel is on site. And as we know, time is precious now. We've been talking these last two or three days about the amount of breathable oxygen that they may have in the Titan. 96 hours is the specification. That brings you to Thursday. We don't know. We don't know, let me stress that, we don't know how long that oxygen is going to last. We don't know the conditions inside the sub. We can have a guess, probably very cold, and there's probably carbon dioxide build up as well. All very difficult. Time is of the essence. Jonathan Amos, thank you very much for joining us with the latest.